couple of quick plugs before we start today's show. If you want to follow us on Twitter, our handle is at Narbos Podcast. If you want to email us, our email address is narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com. Hit us up with your comments on future episodes of Degrassi Junior High and Degrassi High. And if you want to be on a future episode, let us know as well and we'll try to set something up. You can also uh, follow our show on all of the podcast platforms, including iTunes, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and uh, Spotify. So please give us a follow and subscribe on any of those sites, and uh, you will be able to get us pushed to you every single week. The theme music for this show is brought to you by a band called Ew, You're a Girl and Girls Suck. They are a punk band from here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada, and their Bandcamp page is iagags.bandcamp.com. That's E-Y-A-G-A-G-S dot bandcamp.com. They used to watch Degrassi episodes when they took breaks from recording back in the 90s. Uh, anyways, that's about it for the plugs. Let's get to this week's episode. Greg wants me to keep it. And he's always going to be there? Ultimately, the responsibility is yours. So the decision is yours. No one else's. You mean... I don't have to do this if I don't want to. she wants is not a baby that's right welcome everybody you have made it to accidents will happen part two written not by ace of base which was huge when i was in high school for oh, some man. stupid reason oh I boy did you know ace like i was a neo-nazi there was like no? he was a former neo-nazi the blonde guy yeah look it up that's what i heard but it, it right wasn't now. this song wasn't allegedly. written by you Nazis. Yeah, allegedly. Sorry, <laughs> sorry, guy. Uh, this, I saw this, the sign, uh, and it was a swastika, oh and I really <laughs> love the sign. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> so this is Accidents Will Happen Part 2, written by Elvis Costello. Now, last episode we said Elvis Costello was a bit of a, a dingbat, but ask me any day of the week. Stiko is my Elvis, always and forever. True love, always. Mm. Not really. Mm. You like Elvis Stiko? Stoiko? Stoiko? I don't like that. For our American listeners, Elvis Stoiko (laughs) is a Canadian figure skater. No. You think that they would know Elvis Stiko? He is like a world champion and an an Olympic medalist. So maybe you know who he is Mm -hmm. if you follow figure skating, but just... Just putting I think it out there. Sweet mullet, and he did some sort of magical skating thing that other people. He did like a quad something or other. Yeah, and he trained in karate. He's a cool guy. So this, karate. <laughs> this is the Ace Ace of Base podcast. Kurt, Kurt Browning is my figure skating hero. My he's your Elvis Yeah, he's my Elvis Tycho. He really? was like. Yeah, he was like the generation like right before Elvis Stoiko like took over kind of thing. Oh, I know. I was so like- who is so who is this uh, Kurt Browning fan? Let's see who who <laughs> is that over there. 
might as well introduce us since we're all oh, it's having me. a little. Oh, it's me. It's Arlo oh. coming to you from Regina, Saskatchewan. Yay, Kurt Bring Browning. Bring the heat. Kurt Browning. Uh, Kurt let's go he- to Toronto. Who's your favorite figure skater? Brian Orser, baby. Let's go all the way back oh, to the 80s. Baby. Oh, baby. Good one. I'm at, his, one. I'm at his Wikipedia page right now. And I mean, I let me qualify, qualify this statement by saying I'm fat. But uh, <laughs> the current picture of Brian Orser, he's not doing many fucking triple axles these days, let's just say. <laughs> He's more of a triple sow cow. <laughs> oh, 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 no. <laughs> He's more of a triple cheeseburger. <laughs> he is a Canadian treasure, and you should both be ashamed. Yeah. <laughs> Meh. And who's, who's that over in Ottawa making fun? Who could that oh. be? Well, that would be me. And I don't know if I have a favorite figure skater. Yeah. Uh, you know, I do have a favorite marathon swimmer. Her name is- <laughs> uh-huh. Go on. Do tell. She is the figure skater of the Great Lakes. What's her name again? Vicky Keith. Okay. Uh, good old Vicky Keith. Good job. <laughs> what a gem. Um, yes. But yes, Brian Orser. And then the other Brian was Brian Boitano. He was American. Uh, but he has a great song written about him, so he's my favorite. Oh. What? Fun fact. What would Brian do if he were here today? I think he'd kick an ass or two. That's what Brian Boytano would Brian do. Boy yep. Uh, Vicky Keith, born in Winnipeg. So there you go. Lake Superior. Mm. <clears throat> she was not born in Lake Winnipeg. She was born in the city of Winnipeg. <laughs> I know, right? You think, but <laughs> nope. Mm-hmm. You're, you're so lucky. Yep. You be my hero, baby. That was another. Well, that was another '90s one, wasn't it? Or at least early 2000s. Uh huh. Remember oh, that yeah. song? Who sang that? Enrique. 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 Yeah. Enrique. So what do you what do you guys want to do besides talk figure skating and ace of base? What are Should we, we here for? Steps? What are we here for? What is everyone here for? Let's jump into the episode. So, accidents will happen. We open on Craig and Manny, and they're wrapped up in each other in the hall, talking about the ugh, talking. Sorry, talking about the baby. If it'll be a boy or a girl, and I didn't. I say that because the ugh, it's just yeah. Ellie bumps into them, and Craig into Craig as they're walking. And she says, hey, I'm walking here. She actually does say, I'm walking here. So, <laughs> she doesn't say it like that. You know. Um, Ellie and Paige exchange a look as Craig and Manny have a parting little smooch. And Paige is just going to be on fire this episode. And she goes to Manny, who's at her locker, and they look. They, uh, they yeah. Comple- they have a little. Completely uh, betrays Manny's friendship and trust 100 percent. like she's she's going Manny for had total previously news. confided in her and Paige is going to actively spread her rumor hunch also craig um at the you know when he's talking with manny about the kids says that angie always wanted a sister and manny and i both at the same time said angie would be her aunt so <laughs> uh, 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 uh. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. 
You idiot. We, kind of, we, we don't really see the off-screen part of this. Like, where we left off, Manny like had told Craig that she thought she was, or she was pretty sure she was pregnant, and Craig was manically happy about it. And we just kind of cut to them now sort of playing boyfriend-girlfriend again situation. Yeah, like... Playing mommy... Mummy, daddy. Yeah. So, uh, so this is <laughs> this, of course, is accidents will happen part two. So we yes. reviewed part one last week. Go back and listen. But yes, our cliffhanger at the end of the last episode was Manny tells Craig she's pregnant. She doesn't know how he's going to react, and he's like, "Let's have the baby." So, <laughs> so off screen, they seem to have reconciled. Um, I kind of assume that Manny is in a very vulnerable state right now. She's probably really appreciating having some extra sort of support from somebody. Um, and that's possibly why she's diving headfirst back into a relationship with Craig, even though he had uh, lied to her in the past. And it's also a lesson for young kids that pregnancy fixes problems. Fixes everything. <laughs> yeah. Get you back it, together with your boyfriend. Yes. Yeah. Makes your relationship stronger history adds a couple of years to marriages it's all good (laughs) (laughs) couple of years yeah yeah this baby's worth at least three years let's go why are we always italian when we talk like that i don't know (laughs) (laughs) yeah so we have Paige coming over and Paige, Paige is fluffing up of language it just uh, destroys me because she says, I gather, e- I gather everything was peachy when you asked the famous condom question. What does any of that mean? <laughs> okay, it's peachy and the famous condom question. I, is that famous? I don't know. Ugh, gross. <laughs> the world famous, you know. World famouses. <laughs> Ray's world famouses condom question. You know, you count down from 10 to 1. On December 31st, and when the ball <laughs> drops, you say, did you wear a condom? <laughs> it's famous. Yay. Every year. Yeah, every year. Forgot. <laughs> it, uh, yeah, exactly. <laughs> For all the condoms we forgot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Narvos and Broomhead's New Year's party this year. Oh, good times. Yep. <laughs> so Manny says no. Well, sort of, and she kind of hesitates. And uh, Paige mentions about chair practice, but then Manny stops short, and she's not able to commit to it. There's something up. Mm-hmm. Great. So I'm one of the computer lab like, place her hand on her belly. She's like, <laughs> oh, <laughs> something's oh. come up. <laughs> so we're in the computer lab, and Ellie and Ashley are talking, and uh, they're saying they can't believe that that the that they're dating, so they don't realize anything. Paige then tells Ashley that she thinks Craig got Manny Prego, and with that, the the blonde soul goblin couldn't be more pleased with herself. She loves oh. it. Oh. Oh, she takes it in. Manny should have known better than confessing to Paige. Yeah, Did she think that. she's like, oh, Sorry, I heard blame, she's blame kind the of... victim. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yes. But yes, she should not have confided in Paige. That was a miscalculation on Manny's part, for sure. 
Well, I wonder if she picked her because she's like, oh, like she's kind of slutty. She'll understand. Let me ask her. Uh huh. I think it's like they know each other from cheerleading and whatever. And I think Manny kind of like she looks up to Paige, and like Paige, for example, was the one who like told her to change her image. She's just like, you don't like your image, change it. And Manny was like, okay. <laughs> so I like, and I look how like, well that worked out. Well, I mean, I, I mean, it got her what she wanted, right? So okay. I, I think, yeah, she, she really, she looks up to Paige on a certain level, level as being like the senior cheerleader, let's say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. She knows she's not trustworthy though. Like they've tangled in the past. Mm-hmm. Yeah, she's a queen bee or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Queen honeybee, sorry. <laughs> oh, by the way, too, just an update from last week's hurricane. So a week later, there's still a hurricane here and the winds are picking up. So it's been going for seven days in Newfoundland, just, by the way. <laughs> uh-huh. Just wanted to clarify that. So <laughs> if and I'm still surviving, I am still considered a hurricane survivor because there is a hurricane going on right now so you, put me in that cons- category are you concerned at this time for the well-being of your family or your property oh i'm sure they'll all be fine <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned till next week everybody we'll stay tell you tuned. yeah mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah and if bar so if barry's gone and i'm gone who else do you know in Newfoundland? Like Alan Doyle? He's like, ah, <laughs> welcome to Narbos and Bloomhead. <laughs> it's me, Alan Doyle. Tati, tati, do, to, 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 to. I think you do pretty uh-huh. good. I'm sure we'll find someone. Tati, tati. <laughs> He's like, yeah. Manny asked Craig if he did her bear back. Craig, he did Manny bear, bear, bear back. I don't know the rest of the song. <laughs> Yeah. 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 Yep. It's just a taste. (laughs) Write in your letters and postcards to Narbos and Broomheads and say that you want Alan Doyle to be on the show. (laughs) Okay, so uh, we have the opening and we're in class with Liberty, JT, and Sean. And the there's assignments being handed out, and it's gonna be a couple of people working on it. And JT is hoping that he doesn't get Liberty. And the teacher reads out, and it's study on a year. And it's Liberty and Sean. And they get they get paired together. They get the year 1958, and they exchange some under-their-breath remarks. Neither of them are pleased. The teacher's name is Dom Perino. <laughs> That's not, I'm not bullshitting you. That is his name. We have like seen in him. real life? We have seen nope. him previously. That is his name in the show. He is Dom Perino. Mm-hmm. We and will see him again. Why didn't they start with that? Like, just go, Mr. Perino. Oh, my God. Yeah, That's we'll fantastic. See, we'll see more of him. And, yeah, Sean Brown uh, calls out, what, Liberty Brown-nosing loser freak Van Zant. Liber <laughs> says, Hell's Angel and training slacker Cameron. <laughs> Yeah. I actually <laughs> laughed out loud at her insult towards him. I thought that was great. I yeah. have a confession to make that I did not notice that this was some kind of project on 1958. Is that what you said? Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, what happens later makes so much more sense now. <laughs> 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 uh, We're um, a team, Arlo. We help each other out. I have yeah. 
I have the Wikipedia. I missed that. I have the Wikipedia page up for 1958. So if oh, you'd no. like, over the course of the episode, I can give you a fair a couple of facts. Like for example, I really like that. Did you know really that Egypt good. and Syria united to form the United Arab Republic in February of 1958? Fascinating. Mm, mm -hmm. I think that it was actually guys. called Egypt-Syria. Egypt. Egypt. Yeah. And so that was a great fact. Sorry. Yeah. 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 Okay. Cool. I didn't think that they joined up until We Are the World came out. No. Nope. And everybody <laughs> just. Got no, it was it. that Coke. It was during the Coke commercial. Oh I'd yeah, like that's to true teach too. Teach the world to sing. <laughs> that yep, mm -hmm. that's the one created by Don Draper of all yes. people. Yes. Uh huh. Yeah, Don. Yep, Danny. Good job. So we join Manny and Craig in the cafe, and he brings her a second milk, and she's like, "All right, have one." He's like, "Drink it." So he's being a real helpful daddy guy. Yep. <laughs> God. You're so, drinking for uh, two now. Mm -hmm. So Craig gets Manny to pick a name because he has a lovely book about Ugh. baby names. So great. And what a she's psycho. A no yeah, it's, it's crazy. I didn't catch the name that she hit on. I listened to it a few times. I did too, and I couldn't catch the name. Yeah, she kind of mumbles it like really fast. Maybe because she didn't want to insult people who had that name, because then she says that name will make them pick their nose and eat glue. So, yes, I was like, you, oh, did, yeah. you didn't say Toby. Alan. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Toby. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. So Ashley passes by and uh, grabs the book. Oh, here we go. Woof. Here we go, everybody. So Ashley takes it upon herself as she takes the book uh, to announce to the cafe. She says, hey, everybody, these two idiots are pregnant, which actually <laughs> did make me laugh because that's a brutal thing to say about two kids. <laughs> so I found that pretty funny, but terrible, terrible, terrible. They are both looking at a baby name book in the middle of the cafeteria. <laughs> yes. Like this is a tree. Yeah. Tree of Invisibility situation we have going on here. <laughs> yes. If you're trying to hide the fact that you're pregnant, save your baby name discussions for not the middle of the cafeteria. Yeah. I would the like to point out that this scene has Ashley on one side, Manny and Craig on the other side, and Emma right in the middle with her fucking cafeteria tray. And you just know that that is like what is going to happen Emma will just be inserted into this situation <laughs> oh that's all she's concerned about she's like how can I fit how can, can I, I force I myself become more involved in this drama uh, I and then she starts a food fight <laughs> this food is terrible it's poison do you remember that <laughs> uh, now oh, I have a tray full of cafeteria food yeah, I'm okay with it now. I would like to point out that Ashley is able to make this announcement to the entire cafeteria, who we know all hear it because they all go silent when she talks, and then they all laugh, and then yeah. Manny runs away, and there are no teachers and no supervisors. There are no consequences for this horrible thing that she has done. No. Nope. Nope. 
Not at all. Even the cafeteria lady, I can't remember her name. She left. I mean, I guess you, there's, you can't, I mean, from a rule standpoint, Ashley probably didn't violate any rules. It's bullying. From a, like, uh, like a guidance counselor standpoint, somebody should probably be checking on these kids. <laughs> Sheila's like, looks like Craig sauce works better than Sheila sauce. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Good God. Yeah. Have some more sloppy jokes. <laughs> so after manny runs off she gives the final death blow to craig and says i can't believe you slept with her so yeah well and craig should have just been like i did though i yeah yeah Yeah, i I did did because you wouldn't do you wouldn't do it though that's why yeah sorry Mm -hmm. sorry not sorry yeah this is your fault so that's when the the camera focuses on Emma, who's again thinking about how she can she can force herself in this situation. How can she better insert herself into this drama? <laughs> yeah. So we cut to the bathroom. Manny's in the stall crying. Terry comes in. Terry is come on, baby. So she's team baby. <laughs> Paige is no baby, no baby, no baby. <laughs> so. They're they're chatting away, and Paige says she could she would ruin her life and her figure, of course. So we're four minutes into this one when she zips a hun in there uh, to Paige about Paige should get fixed or sorry Terry should get fixed or something to that effect. Uh-huh. So we made get it four fixed. minutes in before hun. Jesus, yeah, yeah, Brutal. great, fantastic. And of course, so, Manny is hearing all this crying in the stall. I've heard girls' washrooms are not the tidiest, so especially if there's no female custodian and Manny's sitting on the floor because Paige mentions that there's no, I think she mentioned the last episode, that there was, or maybe it's this one, there's no female custodian, so those, uh, those floors must be nasty. I mean, that is true, but I will also say that women's washrooms are, in general, much nicer and cleaner than men's washrooms you got couches in there i like as someone who's used both stalls at various events and venues and things like that the women's washrooms are inevitably less revolting i can tell you that interesting well we have to spend more time in there Mm Hmm. the prize goes to women's washrooms <laughs> cleanest well cleanest cleanest of the genders except yep. for possibly the non-binary bathrooms possibly cleaner to accept, I don't know to accept the award tonight is a tampon machine with two joints in it <laughs> <laughs> tampon machine. hey everybody <laughs> yep that happens. This is so unexpected. <laughs> this is so unexpected. It's like really flourishy in its speech. I guess it's around a lot of girls, like a lot of teenage girls that speaks like them. Yeah. <laughs> do you want to? Do you all want to get high? <laughs> okay. So the girls exit and then enter one Emma and knocks on the stall because she knows Manny is in there, which she is. They're chatting and. Manny needs her help and so Emma invites her over because Spike will be working 
and <laughs> not again. Manny just says not not with husband and chemo because <laughs> Spike is working. No. Like like we could very well. We've established in the last episode that we're the reason we don't see Snake anywhere is because he is in the hospital receiving chemo and he is not at home and he is not at school. They could have very easily continued with this by saying Spike is with Snake at the hospital, but nope, we've forgotten. Nope. So she is out at the salon. She got to earn those dollar dollar bills. <laughs> yep. It's also amusing um, that essentially the reason why Sean and Emma broke up is because Emma was so preoccupied with Snake having cancer and they just couldn't do anything but focus on him. And now they've all but forgotten him. Yep. Fuck that guy. Because again, he's yep. getting he's getting the fun chemo. The one that requires a hospital stay but is okay. okay. Yeah. Yeah. That fun one. Chemo. Yeah. Yeah. You get popsicles too. Yeah. Which is great. And then when you pee on them after you find out if you're pregnant. Oh go, <laughs> go back to our last episode, everybody, if you want to know what that's from. Yeah. <laughs> If this is your first episode of Nurbles and Broomheads, we're sorry. <laughs> that made no sense. <laughs> Pee on a popsicle? Uh, what kind of fucking podcast is this? The fuck yeah. are these people on drugs? <laughs> what, what is going on? We're on. What kind of mushrooms do you have? Chantarelles. Chantarelles. I'm a fancy man. <laughs> so, um, and then Emma said, Manny uh, mentions that she goes, I don't even know if she says but, but she goes, Craig. Like, <laughs> that's a reason. And Emma says, that's fine. Bring him, bring that sack along. We're with JT on his skateboard, and he takes a spill outside, and Liberty is just, just happens to be sitting there and delivers the line. You, uh, you have a nice trip. JT is annoyed by this and says his great grandpa used to say that. And I, this is probably my favorite part of the episode. And it's not even, they don't even stick a point on it. But Liberty just goes kind of like at a lower tone, goes classic. <laughs> so I kind of <laughs> I kind of enjoyed that. And I enjoy Liberty's uh, sense of humor because that will be my sense of humor. <laughs> I had, a, when I was a, a kid in like brownies or something, I fell. And I actually was really hurt. But the guy, like this guy, he was like a dad, like an older man, like didn't notice that I was really hurt and crying. And he was just like, have a nice trip. See you next fall. Really, really hurt. Wow. Oh, that's funny. Yeah. Wow. So she invites him to a, a Three Stooges <laughs> festival. And uh, he says he's not in the mood and walks off. And Liberty, again, I kind of find it funny. Raise their fist and says, Oh, I, I oughta. <laughs> um, you know, so I get that JT is like the class clown and Liberty is mm -hmm. kind of the smarty pants. But yeah. do you see either of these two or any child who is 14 or 13 going to a Three Stooges movie fest, like film festival? No, I, that would never happen. That's what I think it I could happen for someone who was an unusual child. And I think that Liberty is an unusual child. I'm not, I have, I, I have an, uh, an unusual 14 year old of my own. And, um, he do does not know who the three stooges are. Well, that's your failure as a parent. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> Bad mom. <laughs> that falls to me. Yeah. <laughs> 
I mean, I like Three Stooges is Three Stooges, right? But like, I I, I might have gone to like an I Love Lucy film fest or like maybe Buster Keaton or something like that when I was. We did not have know. those things in Winnipeg. Are you kidding me? Yeah, that didn't. I'm just, but I was into those things. If there had been a film festival featuring those artists, then. I it would not have been outside of the realm of possibility for me to go to one of those things. That's okay. what I'm saying. I watched Happy Days growing up a lot. <laughs> oh yeah. Mm-hmm. I was pretty obsessed with Happy Days, so I get it. And I was cool as fuck. Sure you were. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. So JT has had enough of this. Um he says to he says to Liberty that he doesn't want to go out with her, and Liberty gets very serious and says, "Is it about Manny?" And JT is just annoyed and says that the three year crush is getting a bit old. I don't know why he's so annoyed. I guess he's annoyed like I don't know. I'd find it flattering, I guess, but maybe it's just like he feels like he's trying to go up in status, but then Liberty is always there going. I know. think when you're younger, like it's it's more of a threat to your social status. Like, I think when you get older, you're just like, oh, well, that's nice. But, uh, like, also, like, someone who's constantly... And a little bit, I feel like Liberty is maybe a little bit on maybe the autism spectrum or something like that. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, not that I'm a an expert or anything, but that she doesn't read social cues. Yeah, she's not so great with that stuff. Right? Like, she doesn't she doesn't take the hint. Um, to the point yes. where you need to tell her, Liberty, I am not interested in you before she gets it, right? So I, I can understand that being frustrating, and especially if you're, like, trying to be a polite person and the person just is not, it just is not getting it, not picking up what you're putting down. Um, I was just wondering where this hostility came from. Is did I miss something in a previous episode where JT was I mean, he this did annoyed? try to tell her that he was gay so That's that she true. would leave him That's alone. That's true. That's I mean, true. there is there is the one episode where whatever happens, they, they end up going to the dance together, right? And it's, I forget what the fucking hijinks are to get them there. Um, but <laughs> but it's been pretty, ma- it's been made clear for a few seasons that she is interested in him he is interested in Manny or in other people. And so, yeah. Got it. So we're at Spike's house and Craig and Manny are doting over baby Jack. And Emma shows Manny an illustration in the classic book, uh, What to Expect When You're Expecting. (laughs) I think everybody's seen this book around, I would say. Yeah, yeah, it's bull. I got a shelf somewhere. (laughs) Yeah. That's and I was right, like, I will educate these potential parents on everything there is to do with parenting. Yep. Great job, Emma. Good job. And she says, baby, I still couldn't hear her. She said, it sounded like baby mom. Baby mom looks like a bean. And Manny shoots her down, down and says, uh, don't say, <laughs> don't use that name. So Manny's not having it. <laughs> Um, I love how none of us know what the name is. Baby mom. She kept mumbling. She like marble mouthed it. Every Hmm. time. 
And then we get local yokel. Craig looks over and goes, I can't believe how big you're going to get that huge. It's like, thanks, buddy. What an idiot. Look at that cartoon. Like a a cave troll. I can't believe it. You're just going to be so ugly. Do you know how fat you're going to be? Like, so fucking fat. (laughs) Old fatness. And then you like fart all the time and you're fat. What? <laughs> he is not could wrong. You, could you believe that you're going to have to push like a watermelon out of your vagina? Like it's going to be terrible. And you're still going to be fat afterwards. <laughs> and you'll pee your pants every time you jump up and down. <laughs> <laughs> this is gonna be great. So we, Manny's afraid to tell her mother. She wishes that he had Spike as a mother. We uh, the baby starts crying. We hear the doorbell ringing, and uh, to make the baby stop, Craig is a know-it-all and says about it's not rocket science. So great. And Craig is a stupid. Like Manny said a few episodes ago, or at least I thought he said. A few, <laughs> she said a few episodes ago. Craig, you're a stupid. <laughs> uh, so, um, Emma goes to the door, and who do we say? Hey, hey, hey. It's Chris, <laughs> the human beatbox. Standing and outside yes, waiting for her going. <laughs> like, just to himself. Yeah. He didn't even now, ring the doorbell. He just it. beatboxed. Yeah. <laughs> he beatboxed through the uh, mail slot. He just put his mouth in. He's like. Yep. So move the door. I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Okay. So uh, Chris is there. Now, I was thinking about this because I have known people, like people who are, say, learning drums or they do drum. They're drumming on everything all the time. So I can see somebody like this, like beatboxing all the time, even when it's not needed or requested. Do you know what I mean? Oh yeah. In this in this case, I feel like they filmed the episodes first and just referred to him as beatbox guy. And then later <laughs> on they were like, Well, we should probably give him a name. And like they were just like, uh, Chris? Cool. Do we know his last name? Beatbox. Beat. It'd be like Beatboxman. 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 The third. Uh, his last name um, is. My dad was a bass Sharp. Drum. It's Chris Sharp. 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 Yeah. But I know uh, what you're talking like, about. Like when you're learning an instrument or something, especially drumming, you're always like tapping stuff. Uh, tapping. Also, you should know that his full name is Christopher Sharp. This is according to the Wikipedia for Degrassi. His nickname, mm-hmm. which he has been given by everyone, is. Chris. <laughs> Whoa. Brilliant. Oh, where did that right. come from? <laughs> What's that short? What's that short for? Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, so they're listening outside through the baby monitor about the two kids inside who are wildly unprepared to have a baby, but they yeah, laugh. And Emma, look on Emma, like she's like finding this fun. I'm just yeah. like, fuck you. They're both smiling. Psycho. Like this is the, the yeah, this is Love so amusing it. for both of them. Right. Teenage pregnancy is funny. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Chris asks, like, what are we yeah. listening to? And she's like, parents and training. And he's like, more like basic training. And it's like, 
Fucking knee slapping <laughs> jokes. Yeah. 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 Stick to beatboxing. Yeah. So they come back in and they've managed to get the diaper off so that the baby's bare ass is on the screen for a little bit. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so Emma has to put on a diaper and uh, the we baby, baby continues. Baby privates action too. They could sue Degrassi just like the uh, baby. Yep. Nirvana baby. Yep. 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 I didn't baby. read anything about that because it was too stupid. Because he, <laughs> you did well. Uh, Don't read anything yeah. else about it. Yeah. So where we go? So Craig and Manny, after this interaction, they have a moment and they go, "Well, then Manny mouths, maybe I am on team no baby, just like pages." <laughs> <laughs> she doesn't say it very loud, but well, Emma, you catch yeah. it on the rewatch. Emma starts changing Jack, and Manny's watching, but Craig is like standing as far away as possible now. Like Craig, the this could be our family is now <laughs> cringing and like so scared of the baby. And yes, Manny's like maybe not the best idea. Yeah, like Perhaps I mean, this is not the person I can count on. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Perhaps I. I'm not cut out to be a teenage mother. <laughs> Perhaps. <laughs> Interesting. And I mean, like this scene, you see it in any, I don't know, I've seen it a million times, right? They're so excited. The idea of a baby sounds so great. And then you see a diaper and you're like, oh, no, this is a horrible idea. Oh, so bad. Mm-hmm. Hurricane watch. There's lots of wind and there's lots of rain. So, oh <laughs> Still alive. Still a survivor. You know, still a survivor. That's right. And you know who else surviving? Sean and Liberty. And they're doing oh. the research. And Liberty is distracted by JT. And she would rather not talk about it. And Sean shares that he's recently been dumped by Amy last week. And oh, really? Liberty. Yep. And advises her just to move she on. Met, she met a guy at motocross. Mm-hmm. And he he said, I hope she likes mud. And I'm like, that doesn't really make all that fucking sense. But whatever. <laughs> whatever gets you through the day, buddy. Uh, he's impressed because 1958 is the first year that they started to import Japanese cars. And uh, it's also the first year that... Dwight D. Eisenhower became the first American elected official to be broadcast on color television. So, Ooh. 1958, Ooh. everybody. Yep. Yep. Incredible, incredible facts. Yeah. Incredible. You're welcome. Incredible. Thank you. <laughs> so, uh, now we're outside the school and we see some kids playing hacky sack. It's just like I remember it. Uh, one of my <laughs> friends would kick it to someone else and then they would in turn pick it up off the ground <laughs> and repeat that <laughs> repeat that ad nauseum for hours kick maybe half catch it a little bit and then it hits the ground and then yeah. you have that one person who could actually do cool stuff with it so they do all their tricks and then pass it over and then it'd be like Bleh. okay I have an old person's question that maybe one of our young viewers can answer not that we have any young viewers does hacky sack still exist? Or is this exclusively a relic of the past? That's a good question. I know. I have and, no idea. Like, do people play hacky sack? I have no fucking clue. I have no fucking clue. 
Well, they still sell yeah. them. So. Well, they yeah. try to sell them. People I think it was just... like, oh, cool, bean bag. <laughs> I can't sit on this bean bag. It's way too small. It's too small. <laughs> I'm just going to uh-huh. shove it up my own ooze. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh-huh. Go on. Do you sell these at the store, Arlo? Oh, yeah. <laughs> Hockey sack, sack for the anus. Hockey <laughs> sack of the anus. Yeah. I, like, yeah, I, I don't know. I like. I, Jack doesn't play hockey sack at school. I'm just sure it's like anything. It'll come and go. Too bad no one listening, literally no one listening to this can answer this question. <laughs> but they will pensively sit back when they're listening on, yeah, hacky sack. I still got mine in a shoebox at what home. What happened to that? Yeah. yeah. They probably call That's it something cool. different in the States, like yarn bag or something. <laughs> it's a yarn bag. You want to play yarn bag? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah. Let's play yarn bag. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Who's not playing yarn bag is Spinner. He's sitting at the picnic table, and Craig is uh, looking for Manny. He sits down. Oh, also, I have to notice that this was in the last episode since it's a two-parter, but Craig is wearing a Pink Floyd shirt from, I believe, the album Momentary. Oh, sure. What is the word? Momentary. There you go. (laughs) I nailed it. Stuck the stuck the fucking landing momentary lapse of reason it's the one with all the beds on it on a beach and and i would speculate i think i would speculate that he bought that at either hot topic or most likely uh walmart Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Ah, true yeah or target because it is a 1987 album yeah 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 like you can go to fucking winners now and buy like a led zeppelin t-shirt yeah bullshit it's really? bullshit. okay so spinner asks him a question he's gonna ask him a question but instead slaps him in the head and says are you on crack he can't get over it that he's um that this that he he got manny pregnant it's gonna fool up all the plans because now craig can't go to keg parties or spring break they can't move into an apartment together they can't open a bar called craigers uh you know because Spinner is is still loving uh, Craig. He's and it's just it's never it's never pointed at. It's never so, becomes a topic. This is a, a famous quote from Degrassi. Spinner says, "Dude, you got a girl pregnant, and you're just walking around like la la la, gonna be a dad, no schlaboggle." <laughs> uh-huh. Yes. And as far as I can tell, the term schlaboggle or no schlaboggle originated with this quote. I can find no other reference to it except for this quote from Spinner. I'm just surprised that when he said, can I ask you a question? And Craig was like, yes, he didn't go. Can I see your dick? Like, you're such a fucking stud. (laughs) You're such a stud. Yeah, like, damn. To go to me. You had Please. two girlfriends and you banged one and you knocked her up? Let me see those bowls, baby. <laughs> like, it's it's no schlaboggle. Just let me see them. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No big schlaboggle. Uh, and then Craig gets really psychotic. He's like, you don't get it. You've got a family. I stay at some guy's house. But Manny and the baby... 
they're mine. They're for me. Like, wh- what? <laughs> Do you want to live with them or eat them? <laughs> What's going on here? It's so bad. And, oh, and it's very dark. Like, it's very, like, almost they'd have, like, a shadow over his eyes to be like, they're mine. It's yeah. very creepy. Oh. Yeah. Okay, so they do make this sound like very like creepy and like psychotic and that kind of thing. I was like I was watching this episode with my husband and like he had a bad childhood. He got married very young and he had a kid very young. And we were talking about it and he was kind of like, you know, like not in a psychotic way, but like these feelings when you haven't had a real family, are f- are familiar to him. They're what? Sorry, me. what? Whoa. What feelings? The, the, they're the mine. feelings of just like you haven't you you don't have a family. Oh, like you make your own. Your your home base isn't ex- in existence, and so you have this opportunity to like create your own family with like a like a kid and a wife and that kind of thing. And, like, so that kind of, like, those feelings, though, like, you know, obviously I'm, he's not psychotic like Craig is. But, like, those per, those sort of feelings like that when you don't have a family and that desire to have your own family that you can create, like, was not sort of a totally unfamiliar feeling to him. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. It kind of just takes over and like logic fails to exist and (laughs) rational thought. And it's like, just Mm -hmm. give me, no, I'm serious though. It's like, just give me that family. Well, like I, you just kind of like, you know, you would advance those milestones a little bit faster because you're trying to, to chase having, having that, that family feeling that you've never had that you've always Mm -hmm. wanted to have. Right. Mm -hmm. So like, I don't, you know, obviously we know, well, we may or may not know that uh, Craig has some mental health problems and whatnot. Spoiler alert. Sorry, Ted. Um, (laughs) I thought he was such a well-rounded young man. And obviously he's, he's a little bit younger than my husband was when he was sort of having these feelings. He's a little bit older, just like out of high school, early twenties kind of thing. Um, but it's it's not an un, like ba- based on my conversations with my husband, it's not necessarily an unusual feeling to want to try to recreate a family that you never had. And I think that's yeah. kind of understandable, as psychotic as Craig is. Manny shows up to Spike's house and wants wants the straight dope on what being a single mother is like, because you know the fifties are talking like fifties, I guess. Spike says, like, juggling six things, and they're on fire, and you're standing on a bus, and you can't stop for 12 years. Um, Spike talks about then um, (laughs) all her friends went away and traveled, and I stayed home. So it's kind of sad, but then uh, she says about, you get candy kisses and stuff made out of toilet paper, (laughs) and Manny wants to walk into the ocean and never come back. (laughs) (laughs) Craig wants her to keep the baby and Spike is asking her, will he always be there? And then we all kind of know that, even though I don't know anything past this episode, I know the answer already. 
And Spike says, the decision is all yours. And I say, well done. Mm-hmm. And Manny quietly contemplates her options. Bum, bum, bum. B-plot. Play uh-huh. that funky music. Uh, uh, Liberty struts up to Sean and his never sp- and his not speaking friend is is this Reese? Nope, Tow- I don't know. That is Towers with a Z. With a Z. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. So uh, Liberty shows up in fifties regalia and is trying to. Uh, I think she's flirting with Sean here, but. The friend is looking at her like she's like a baked turkey, like in a video (laughs) game. You know, the one you get, you get, so you get like, you get full power. And he's like, he wants to eat liberty. (laughs) And he's very much enjoying himself. So this is his, this is his thing. This is his style. I I will Uh, say, most definitely. This, this look for liberty is working. (laughs) I'm serious. She looks good. Again, for my, like, for my confession that I didn't remember that they were specifically studying 1958, I just thought <laughs> she showed up so looking confusing. like what Liberty thought a bad girl would look like. Mm-hmm. And I, oh, I like, didn't I didn't associate it back to like the 1950s or whatever. Like she obviously she looks like Olivia Newton John when she becomes the bad girl in Greece. Bad that's, Sandy. That's the that's the reference. She's bad Sandy. And so I didn't actually get the reference to the 1950s because I didn't catch that part. Ah, okay. um, I just thought she thought that all bad girls looked like bad Sandy. <laughs> like, mm. <laughs> did did you also Good. know that in 1958 the Jim Henson Company was founded as Muppets Inc. in the United States? Aww. Yeah, Ooh. love that. Yeah, just so you know. Yeah. Those are some nice. boring facts. There's not very <laughs> many good ones. 1958 looks like a sucky ass year. It was a dull one, eh? Yeah. Mm. R.I.P. Jim Henson, you were a genius. And yeah, Jim Henson, like Elvis Costello, a- fucked a lot. <laughs> Just so you know. <laughs> Did he really? Oh, so much uh, fucking. Yeah. How do you know that? Because I read his biography. Oh yeah. Nice. Yeah. He was a dirty dog. Yep, yeah, he was. He was He's like, puppets aren't the only thing I slipped my fist oh, into. Oh, no, don't. <laughs> oh, stop. <laughs> Come on. Uh-huh. Good Lord. Yeah. Fantastic. <laughs> he like, I just imagine him. Stop. I can't even. Sliding it in and doing the Kermit voice. Okay, okay. move on. Get So, JT sees uh, Liberty talking with the boys, and he comes over, and he's going to try to give some sass and ask if it's early Halloween or Rizzo from Greece. You know, Riz- I never saw Grease. Who is oh, Rizzo? Oh, Rizzo. the baddest girl. She was like the leader of the bad girls gang. Oh. Yeah. Not bad, said. She was, she uh, thought she was pregnant as well. Mm, right? Interesting. She Rizzo? Diamond in the rough. And she, she thought, she thought Kaniki got a knocked up. So they, uh, 
Yeah, they uh, Liberty flirts with Sean and says she looks forward to continuing their work and gives a wink. And uh, so Liberty she is exits just horny then, as fuck. Yeah, she oh, she up. loves it. I just like yeah, again. I feel like she is not picking up on social cues. Like no. she's coming to school in costumes. There is some kind of socially like. Uh, a stunted social development for Liberty. Yeah, you could just True, you could just be oblivious. Like you could be oblivious to when boys don't like you. She that's, should be like that's a thing. <laughs> but I mean, she's what? They're thirteen. They're fourteen. They're fourteen I now, was... and she's still coming to school in co- in costumes in like an effort to. Okay, well, remember boys. it's it's strange. You missed out the 58 part, right? Remember? Like, she didn't just do this to attract. Yeah, this is for the project that she did this. Yeah. So, but if this was, if this was 10 years later, if she was 10 years older, like, Liberty would be your best friend for sure. Like, obviously. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. For sure. You both dress up. Definitely. Yeah. You'd be be Frenchy. She'd be Rizzo. Great time. (laughs) (laughs) And wasn't that a party? So, Sean, what? Who would I be? Okay, here we go. (laughs) Sean wants to know what's up with Liberty, and JD explains that it's a rebound crush. Uh, Liberty pops her head back out of the school and, uh, yeah, does a little toodaloo wave, like like, so cartoony. I thought it was great. (laughs) She's like, did you know that in 1958 JD. people thought no one fucked? But guess what, Sean? They fucked. Ew! <laughs> they fucked. That was <laughs> they creepy. Dirty yeah. <laughs> they dirty dog. Dog in a bathtub. Cop. 1958. <laughs> Old yeller. Just kidding. Yep. So uh, JT assures them that the the only way out is to be brutal and to crush poor Liberty. Boo. Manny arrives home. Uh Uh-oh. She's got some news because she does not want her cheese and tomato sandwich. (laughs) And she... she, uh, This mother doesn't know what's coming. And so Manny drops the bomb that she is pregnant. And this scene actually plays out fairly well, because, like interesting in a way, because Manny already has her like her ammo of her comeback. And she stands, she sits down with her mother and tells her and then stands up and says, I'm not a little girl anymore, which grown people don't say. Um, but then she's she's saying, I'm not going away and I'm not doing this. And the mother just says, I, I I'm in shock, <laughs> like chill out. And uh, yeah, so then Manny calms down a bit, and they both cry. Manny has already made her decision that she is going to terminate the pregnancy. Like that's pretty obvious. Um, So unlike, I think the other abortions that we've seen, like who just had the abortion, so they wouldn't have to tell their parents, and no one would have to know. Manny tells her mom that she is going to have an abortion yeah 
So I find that kind of interesting. Like, she could have just gone and had the abortion. Um, Yeah. But she made, even though she was scared of telling her parents, and she thought they were going to freak out, like, a lot of the time, like, abortion is painted as this thing where, like, oh, you go do it in secret so you don't have to tell your parents. So I found it interesting that even though she had already made that decision, she still decided to tell her parents or her, her mom. So we're in the cafeteria, and Liberty brings Sean a tray with all of his favorites, which we have a piece of cake, a banana, and a can of Coke. So <laughs> good job, Liberty. A man of simple tastes. <laughs> yeah. So she's trying to get in with Sean, and uh, <laughs> then Liberty really doubles down with the activities, wondering if she, he wants to ditch school and go chill in the ravine. <laughs> Which means blowjob, oh, by the way. That means blowjob. Yeah. <laughs> so that's a little, that's a little, like, that's quite an escalation for Liberty. Which means that's not what she meant. She doesn't even know what a blowjob is. Yeah, she probably doesn't know what hanging out in the ravine is, but she's heard it, so she's saying it. But it means blowjob, yeah. so. I'd say Sean knows, but. Well, she uses not. other uh, lingo that she probably doesn't know what it means, that she can get a yep. five finger discount on cigarettes. <laughs> smokes which like you, you can't like even in 2004 you can't shoplift smokes because they're all behind the counter yeah 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 you can't do that not possible unless you can find a rare cigarette machine <laughs> that's not a five finger discount either you would have it's to pay not it's not but a rare cigarette machine in some like hotel in a small town. You can still find those somewhere. Yeah, Jay thinks this is funny, and Liberty is like, I'm edgy. And it's like people who are edgy, as you said, there was what was the term, not a little girl before? People who are edgy do not say I'm edgy. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. I'm and super Jay's edgy, like, guys. Yeah. Yeah. So edgy. <laughs> Jay says that she's great at chess, which, too, he laughs himself at that joke. And also, I hate Jay. He sucks. He's terrible. Uh, and then if you thought the Towers was looking hungry before. Uh-oh. They, they oh. Over, <laughs> yeah, they look yeah, over at Towers. Yeah, it's like the escalation yeah. of his hunger. This is this is stage two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He yeah. doesn't appreciate it. Yeah. He has He's, never had a line in this show. And he is putting all of his ability to emote into his looks. Yeah. He's the he's the Boba Fett of of the grassy. Yes. (laughs) I don't think he'll fed any lines. I can't remember. Hopefully he does not not fall into a Sarlacc pit later. Uh, Boba Fett (laughs) does speak, so he would not be the Boba Fett. Damn it. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, Boba Fett does have more lines than ours. (laughs) It's official. So we're at Emma's, and Manny says it'll uh, it went a lot better than she expected, and her mother's supportive, and she's actually going to, and she's telling this to Emma, and Emma's just there by herself. Spike is not there; she's upstairs somewhere, and not Manny with not is, with Snake. Uh, let's just point out again, not with Snake. <laughs> this household snake continues to function. MIA. Yeah. <laughs> So Manny mentions the word, she says, and she's even going to drive me to there. And Emma inquires where? To the clinic. And all the blood, the little bit of 
reptile blood that Emma has drains out of her face. And Manny says straight up that she's getting an abortion, to which Emma says, you can't with her dead eye, her dead, dead eyes. Uh Uh-huh. Oh, good lord. Fucking, it has anything to do with her. And like Manny explains uh, that she's doing it for her. Yeah, go ahead. It's weird because... So, you know, you would, you, so Emma has the perspective that, of course, she was uh, from a teenage pregnancy. If her mom had not gone through with it, she wouldn't be born, right? So, yes. so, so I guess that's the reasoning behind why she can't do this. But also, it's weird because Emma's like the activist of Degrassi, right? Like mm-hmm. all the other kind of traditional views that you would kind of stereotype yeah. her to be with, you would think that she would be pro choice. Mm-hmm. But she just happens to be. You know, left wing on everything, but here, <laughs> totally, uh, you know, no abortions. Well, it yeah. just reinforces how fucking selfish she is, right? Because it's like, this affected her. So, yeah. she's, of course, against abortion because she could have been aborted, but she wasn't. Yeah, but I, I don't, you know, you don't need to get, I don't want to get too far into it, I guess, because it's, you know, people might get upset. But it's like, yeah, but you were born, like... You're there. Yeah. If you hadn't been born, yeah. you wouldn't know. You were born. You're there. What, what? Like, that's just not an argument. It's like, I could say the same. Like, she can say it, but so could I, right? If my mom had an abortion, I wouldn't be here. Everyone could yes, say that. Everybody can say it. Yeah. You're not fucking special. Um, you're the opposite of special. Yeah. But no, but that's a common, like, that's a common thing, right? It's like, oh, it could have happened to me, so I'm against it, and I'll discourage anybody else from doing it. And it's just incredibly selfish. And Well, and you're a shitty friend for imposing that kind of stuff on your traumatized friend. Like, stop being a shitty friend, man. And she's super dismissive of everything that Manny says about, like, she can't do it. She doesn't want to get pregnant and go to the school. And she's like, you can. You, you, like everything, she just bats away. But like she has to deal with zero of it. It's, it's not all about you sometimes, Emma. Rarely. Rarely is it all about you. Ugh, except in this show. It's usually all about you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Emma shuts down and says coldly that... Her mother will be down soon. So Emma's like a fucking terrible friend with all this. Yep. Like you, you just figure you would just even if you would disagree with it, you. I I think you would maybe say nothing. Like I don't know. I mean, in I Emma's defense, she's fourteen. She's a child. Yeah. She has mixed up reactions. Mm, Takes defend, a while to calm down. Defend your best life. friend. Yeah, best friends. <laughs> and she is on the payroll. Well, oh no, it's not. She's not on the payroll. It's the other way around. Um, okay, we're in Quan's class, and they're talking about Moby Dick. And Manny is secretly reading the info about the clinic, and then we pan over to Emma, dead-eyed, mad dog, and her best friend or her friend at least. I don't know. Just. The dead eye stares continue. Yeah, because now we're they, all of a sudden concerned about what fucking how Emma feels. Like, yeah, seriously. Yeah, and they are barely friends again, right? Like they just kind of made up last episode. But I must inject myself entirely <laughs> into this situation. <laughs> like at this point, 
They, what should have happened was they had the conversation. Emma's like, my mom will be down in a minute and leaves. And then they're like, and then Nanny had the abortion. Like, <laughs> yeah, because who gives a shit about Emma and how she feels like seriously? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. I, I mean, I guess it's I don't know if it's the point of it is just to show the controversy over the idea of abortion. But we did see it when one of the twins, Erica, wanted to have an abortion like Heather was super against it and mm-hmm. I think her reasons were more religious and stupid than anything but you know <laughs> perfect in the hall uh, Craig leans in for a big old smooch with Manny but she pushes him off she's not interested she's not having it Craig spins her around and he's get he's getting pretty rough with her which is gross and says he won't let it happen so <laughs> Boy, so this is this is yeah, this is pretty intense. So Emma steps in, saves the day, and says, "I don't agree with her either." And this is a curious line that they just blow by. She says, "If she was a total stranger, I would be furious with her." And I go, "What the fuck business would you have with a total stranger, you crazy, crazy person?" <laughs> fuck, the worst. Yeah. I also want to note that in this school, apparently there are only three people in this hallway right now. Like conveniently, Manny, Craig, and Emma, because this is a very intense interaction. Let's have mm. an intense conversation about, not just about abortion, but about a specific abortion. Yeah. The one that this person is about to have and the other person wants to physically stop and there just are conveniently no one else around. Not even the candy bandits are around. No. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that candy bandit. Towers is about to give up candy for something else. Oh. (laughs) I mean, it does does raise important questions about abortion and in terms of, like, a father's rights. Right? I, I mean, I appreciate that Degrassi is bringing it up. Well, they're bringing it up and being like, no, like... Yeah, I like, mean, uh, you know, when like, you think I don't about think it, it's just like... rights need to be highlighted any more than they already are. Well, okay, look, I mean, that's look, very fair. Craig, I think that Craig is allowed to have feelings about it, right? Like, if you're involved <laughs> in the situation, Craig you're, is allowed, allowed, to have you're allowed to have feelings. But yes. it's the wrong feeling is, you can't do this, it's mine. Like, yeah. I mean, yeah. those but, might be natural feelings. Well, and remember, Craig is... In, in Craig's situation might have... He is 15. Um, like, he's 15. Yeah, and, and ultimately, like, you have to think about the alternative. The alternative is forcing a woman to carry a child to term, which, I mean, is not acceptable. <laughs> so, like, I, I'm, you know, I think it's important to talk about someone's feelings about it, and probably Craig needs some counseling. I mean, I think they do this well in terms of teaching the lesson, right? Because we all on this podcast kind of know this information watching it, but a lot of people wouldn't, right? Like someone would be like, well, what about Craig or blah, blah, blah. And, and, and you watch this and it's like, again, Craig can have feelings, but he is wrong to say you can't do it. And like the yeah. Spike has a very clear conversation with Manny where she's like, it's your body. It's your choice. Like that's yeah. ultimately that's it. Yes. And, and that's I, fair, right? Yeah. I I appreciate that. I appreciate that it's very clear. Yeah. But I I mean yes. I, again, I also appreciate that it does 
bring up those questions. I appreciate that they've had they've written Craig's character as not just being like awesome, like super relieved. Yeah. Because like that's not always the case. And I mm-hmm. think that that's cool that they explored that dynamic. Well, n- normally the angle I would think is that the guys like don't do it, right? And and the woman like you know she might contemplate it, but eventually has it, and the guy would be like, "No, I would rather you abort." So I, I like the storyline here where she's the one that's like, "This is my problem." Yeah, yeah. I, and and you want the opposite of me, but guess what? Like, and and it works both ways, right? If she wanted to keep the baby, she that's her choice too. Like it's her choice. So Manny, so we're still in the hall, and Manny says she can't do it. Craig storms off, and Manny thanks Emma, and then Emma storms off because, of course. And then Manny is left there by herself. Yeah, because I guess Emma is a hero for stepping in, but then she walks yeah. away, and it's like, am I supposed to be like, Fuck. good for you, Emma? Such, like, thank you. Like, such I don't. a great friend. Yeah. yeah. I I yeah. found it interesting, Emma's like her the her line about if this were a perfect stranger, I'd be furious. Mm-hmm. Like to me, that was just like <laughs> it's it's quite upsetting when you think about it. Well, you can apply that to other thoughts, right? It's like someone who, you know, thinks being gay is wrong, but because their friend is gay, you know, it's okay, but only because it's their friend. If it was a perfect stranger being gay, it would not be okay. Yeah. Yeah. So I was kind of surprised that they had that, like they chose to go with that logic. Because to me, it just seems so obvious that like that could be applicable to like, you know, homophobic people or racist people is like, yeah, you know, yeah, I can't be racist because I have a black friend. Yeah, like I don't like this ex population except for this my friend because he's cool. But he's and cool. Yeah, you know like, what I mean? Yeah, I definitely agree with you. It's not accepting; it's just tolerating. But it's like mm, that's not a long walk from just being a total shitbag. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. I'll it's... tolerate you. Oh, yeah. will you? Thanks, bud. Also, Gross. like saying it about her, like she's not right there, like to Craig. Yeah. 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 Talking about her in the third person. Yeah, she was yeah. a stranger. Talking... I'd be mad. Like, make a point of making sure that Manny hears that. Yeah. <laughs> You're, and Manny, you're and Man- not a stranger. And Manny should just be like, you know what? Honestly, like, fuck both of you. And then yeah, again, like, it's like, fuck yeah. Yourself. yeah. And then Manny has the abortion, and like, let's move on. <laughs> so we're in the computer lab. We see a sad liberty, and Sean goes to talk to her, and she says, uh, she'll <laughs> she'll finish the assignment. She's very down on herself, and put his name on it. But then she sees. Uh, him, she sees him as James Dean and her as the square girl that no one asked for the sop, sock hop. Because we have to make fucking be. 50s references. Of oh, um, 100%. Like, it's, it's, it's in the, yeah. It's in Liberty's wheelhouse. So Sean says, someone likes her. And Liberty turns around and towers. Hope he got some chapstick because he is licking his lips so hard. He's gonna to need to. Uh, he's gonna to need to lube up for some smooching. <laughs> and he's and, he's rubbing his hands yeah. together. He's got his two hands, and he's like, oh, yeah. "I'm gonna get <laughs> it's that. that. <laughs> like, eat that. I'm literally gonna eat her face. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, it's is it's a lot. And also, like, if you remember 
who Towers hangs out with and Liberty. It's like, what? Like, <laughs> these two uh, are going to date? Like, Good enough. I don't get this whatsoever. Yeah. He likes he likes smart girls apparently. There's no way. This would never happen. <laughs> Aww. Aww. I, I'm sorry, but they wouldn't. Well, just as you didn't have a like a thug girl be into you when you were in school doesn't mean it could never happen. He doesn't speak. He no. He says no words. Yeah, then she could just talk all the time. Yeah, and she says too many. It balances out perfectly. Ugh. And a deleted scene, and they're later just sitting down, and she's like, you haven't said anything. Like, you keep licking your lips. Are you, are you hungry? Are you <laughs> thirsty? Oh, he's thirsty. Sounds like is it bigger than a bread box. I, you I, know, I, I said he looked. I, I said he looks at Liberty like I look at a pizza. <laughs> <laughs> Just like mm, mm, every slice. <laughs> mm, mm. Yeah. I really wish you wrote this episode, Alan. <laughs> Why is that? Just so be so much better. <laughs> what? You know, you know towers so well. <laughs> I do know towers, so I feel like I just identify the, with towers. Yeah, you're the same as him. Yeah. Bagpipes, <laughs> do rag. Yeah, yeah. You nailed it. Yeah. Do definitely do rag. Yeah. My, actually, my name in uh, high school was Buildings with a Z at the end. Mine was Condos. <laughs> Ted was Skyscrapers. <laughs> yeah. What was and yours, Arlo? F- oh, God. Bungalows? Oh, damn. <laughs> All right. Bungalows. Let me do so we find Manny and her mom at the clinic. We're at the final scene, the final countdown, and some last-minute questions about the procedure. And there's a counselor there, and there's a few questions about health stuff. The counselor says, as long as you're sure of your decision. And with that, we see Manny walking forward, I think following her, and we get the credits. And I have not seen past this, so I'm just assuming that this happens. I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, it's ambiguous. Really She's don't. walking in, but we don't actually see her getting the procedure. So in the States, who knows, right? Yeah. Well, it didn't even air and, in the States. Yeah. Until, well, two years later, though. It's until like, two years yeah. later. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then, then by then they had CGI graphics and over the doorway she walks into it, they put over the mall. And it's like, yeah. oh, Manny's going to the mall. She's not going to get an abortion. She's, She's fine. Mall. And they dub She's over when mall. she says, I want to get. And then they dub over. Pizza. <laughs> <laughs> She's New York fries. Yeah. <laughs> and America's happy. Yeah. 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 They're like, God bless America. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> what? Any yeah. thoughts? Your baby, Manny. Don't kill your pizza. Don't kill your pizza. Pizza. Get a pizza instead. Don't kill your pizza. Americans are like, what the? That was a weird episode. 
feel like those are pretty good final thoughts. Pizza <laughs> <laughs> is so. always a fun. I mean, this was a humdinger, right? Degrassi is like mm-hmm. a, abortion is their specialty. It's like their signature episode. They a do humdinger. it. So- yeah. A rip yeah. snorter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, like I like the contrast between this one and the abortion episode in the original. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. Um, on the Degrassipedia, someone said this episode began Degrassi's most iconic ship, Tower T. <laughs> Tower tea? Yeah. Oh my god, you're kidding. Uh, this person said, when Manny had the abortion, it's a good thing that Degrassi wasn't set at a time when abortion was illegal. To which someone replied, I'm sure it's still legal in Canada. And then another person replied, it has been legal in Canada and in the US since before the first episode of any Degrassi series. <laughs> so. uh, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Good thing. You can't say that anymore. Yeah. And then there's a person that said, I hate Manny in this episode, which, um, (laughs) all right. Okay. Well, yeah. You have some issues to deal with. Yeah. This person said, wait, Manny's the third abortion, right? The second was Tessa. Yes, you are correct. Technically, again, like with this one, we, I mean, with any of them, it's not you know, surgeries on TV. We did not see the actual procedure. Uh huh. We are only led to believe that these things happen. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I'm just saying there's, <laughs> there's some conspiracy theories out there that Tessa did not actually go through with the abortion, that she walked out before it happened, and that Joey and Tessa have a love child out in the world. Just saying. She crawled out. She crawled out an open window of the <laughs> of the clinic. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, it's like choose your own yep. adventure. <laughs> yep. If you want the abortion, no big, no go big, to no chapter big. two. If you decide yep. against it, skip to chapter six. If you want a pizza, mm-hmm. chapter six. <laughs> I'm, I'm actually surprised that like the producers didn't do that to break up fucking Joey and Caitlin again later on oh like produce a baby like like tessa's love child that like comes back and she's just like i couldn't go through with the abortion Mm -hmm. and like that's how they fucking break up again like i'm shocked that did not happen spoiler alert that didn't happen yet yeah yet. you never know dude it's always a possibility but yes, there's always a lot of feelings around uh, Degrassi episodes that focus on abortion. So be interested to see if any of our American listeners have input. And if you do, by all means, message us. Uh, go um, to narbosandbroomheads at gmail.com if you want to do that. And if you want to look at all my bullshit, <laughs> slip with five eyes on Twitter, Instagram, <laughs> TikTok. And our podcast is at Narbos Podcast on Twitter. But Courtney, what about you? Do you manage the social media? Do I social media? Yes. My MySpace account is Courtney. <laughs> Just kidding. I don't remember my MySpace account. Um, yeah, we are on Instagram. Narbos and Broomheads podcast is our handle. And I'm at Courtney.1293. And let's get a hurricane update and social media. Uh, 
the lights just blinked. And oh, it oh. is very oh, windy and it is very rainy here. So it's getting oh. dicey. Yep, it is getting dicey. And yeah, so uh I'm still a survivor and uh did we all do our sign offs? Arlo, did you do yours? Well, everyone can follow me on Instagram at A-R-L-O-E-S-U-T-T. And Ted, please don't die. <laughs> okay. And you can either follow me at Zaywa3, uh, or you can follow me in your uh, Newfoundland obituary because I did not survive <laughs> the hurricane. Uh, and you hardly knew me. And until next time, or maybe Try never, not, I don't know. Try not to die. Try, Try not, not to die. die. <laughs> Oh, that's going to suck. If he, if he dies, I'm going to feel so guilty. Yeah, uh, me too. That won't be funny uh, uh, anymore. No. I will edit, I'll edit this last part out if he dies. So. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. All right. He's a true gentleman, yeah. Alan. <laughs> and we'll see you next time at Narbos and Broomhead. Peace. Bye. Later. Well, I just said I'd But stay up late and dream about Kylan I would never get girls out of my house Maybe I would I would walk around and got makeup Don't you get the car my dreams Everyone thinks I'm so good I would make the head to school Yeah